Welcome back to our continuation of the podcast. In this episode, I'll be interviewing Mr. Caravel, an, ele- an electrical drafter who has been in the workforce for more than 20 years, an accomplishment worth acknowledging. How are you, t- how are you today, Mr. Caravel? I'm doing all right. If you don't mind, Mr. Caravel, I will proceed in asking the questions. Okay. Would you say you are wise enough to speak about life so far? Yes. Uh, what does it mean to be human and how should our life be lived? It's being human, it's being an individual, and you should be living a life that is concerned with others and has a sense of self-improvement. Okay. What's your viewpoint on these United States at the moment? Um... I believe um, there's somewhat a device, not intentionally, but more of people will not understanding each other, and until we figure until we figure that out, uh, it's gonna continue being divisive. Mm. Okay. Um, have you ever faced any hardships in your life? What kind of hardships are you looking for? Well, it could be including as hardships like something that deterred you from doing something, maybe like a social factor, political <coughs> factor, or anything in general. Well, one of my main hardships was uh, coming in at a younger age from Mexico was the the sense that I had to adapt to this new country. So I think that was my main one. And even to this point, uh, it seems like it's, I'm, a, I'm a, an outsider trying mm-hmm. to fit in. But what makes you feel like that? Well, um, when you talk to people, they tend to um, remember their, their childhood. And because their childhood is somewhat similar to other people, mm-hmm. they can relate. In my case, first of all, I'm having a hard time remembering my childhood. And it's, in a sense, will be different from the childhood of people that grew up here. Was there a severe cultural and ideal difference from the transition of Mexico to the United States? Oh, yes. I mean, uh, you went from hot weather to cold weather. You went from Spanish to English. Mm -hmm. You went from a fast-moving, I mean, a slow-moving pace to a hard, fast-moving pace. Um, And you came into a place that you didn't know if people around you had the best intentions for you. Okay. Do you think, uh, excuse me, um, going off on that note, in recent years, have you felt politically targeted? 
No. Uh, <clears throat> but one thing that has happened is that uh, in the times that we are right now, I think more and more people are talking politics than ever before. Mm-hmm. It seemed like something happened that kind of struck a chord and started to get them more involved as far as politics. Okay. Do you think as a society, as a society, what do you think uh, is um, stopping us from progressing? Uh, like I said in my previous comment, <clears throat> people not willing to understand other people. Um, you know, I have I have had the opportunity to travel um, throughout the country, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> one thing that I see is you know the values that are important to rural people are the same as the people that live in the city is they're expressed differently. So um, that's where the device of this is that, you know, instead of looking at the differences, I think we started looking at the similarities and then from there grow, then a lot of the obstacles that we face could you know, be changed. Mm-hmm. Do you believe as a society and our world, we could ever overcome discrimination? Yes, because I, <clears throat> one thing that I see well, two things. I see that uh, more and more the kids that are growing up right now have a better, have a, a better sense of inclusive than previous generations. Mm-hmm. And the other one is some of the grown-up people are actually understanding that it's an issue that has to be resolved. Mm-hmm. So at least from those two fronts, I think and eventually we'll get to a point that they will be non-existent. Okay. So what solutions would you suggest that we could apply to minimize hatred? Mm, one thing that I have said for quite a while now is do not assume stuff. Uh, by nature, we always <clears throat> assume stuff without getting the facts. Yeah. So, if you're gonna say something, criticize something, or look at somebody the wrong way, I think before you do that, make sure that you got all the facts straight. Mm-hmm. Get to understand the person. Mm-hmm. What I would say is good is that uh, schools are doing the initiative to uh, imply others in the, in the work, like telling other children to be inclusive with their colleagues. That's what I find is most effective. Okay. Um, in, your time, in, in your time, was there anything in that major generation thrive, such as an, an idea, a leader, a symbol that made you all work as a collective? Oh, oh, oh. 
the I think technology was one of the main things. Um, you know, when when I started school, maybe third grade, they started to apply, you know, technology learning to kids. So that was something brand new, and because a lot of kids were in the same boat. I think that made people talk to each other and, and come together with ideas to how to work with this new tool. Mm -hmm. So I think that was uh, one thing that helped us with the future of you know that we had. Oh, so us. there is a possibility that we could all come together. Yeah. Okay. So what lessons would you take away from your generation? Um, that as a human, we no have we don't have a reason to put ourselves put limits on ourselves because every time we we're faced with an obstacle or given a new tool somehow our brain has this beauty to adapt to it. So I, I think from my generation is something, it was given a new tool and from that tool, it, it, you know, it has evolved to what we have now. <clears throat> like you said, with the technology, I think the technology has cultivated itself so much into society that sometimes in the workforce, we don't see um, racial prejudice we just rather see inclusiveness and everyone is just working again working to acquire one goal like they don't see different colors or anything they're all just working together that's what i find pretty right. uh do you believe the suffering uh previous generations have been impactful to today's society in pebble impactful uh yes um <clears throat> The suffering, even though it was, it was bad. It was. It was not. Let me say. It didn't need to happen, mm -hmm. but it happened. Uh, I think their suffering has. Created an awareness for other, for many people to change their ways. To say, hey, you know, somebody from my generation, from my previous generation, did something that I feel it's bad. So how can I improve myself to never repeat that mistake? Mm -hmm. 
And what would you like to say to future generations? <clears throat> could it be any life lesson or anything you just want to say? I would like to tell to be selfish in the point that you need to self-improve and by doing that you improve yourself then by 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 doing that it helps you eventually help others mm -hmm. okay um <clears throat> Let me see here. Uh, so take away all this. Um, do you believe that we will ever uh, cultivate this entire um, beautiful world that I am trying to envision? Would you ever? Would we ever um, create this beautiful world that we are trying to envision? The one, the peaceful unity and brotherhood. I mean, it's not going to be 100%, yeah. but it's going to be a better percentage than we have right now. Um, that's just a matter of, of, of self-improving yourself. You know, the idea is that face, your, face the mirror and, and, and correct your flaws. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then, then and after that, help your neighbor. Okay. Um, you know, by definition, we are individuals. So there's going to be always somebody that might not understand the goal that we are trying to get to. Mm, okay. So I'll say that, you know, it'll be hard for us to get to 100%. Yeah. But, you know, we can get it to a high number near 100%. You know, I think it would. We have to give it our best effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciate your time. Thank you for everything.